We've got Black Friday football this weekend. Miami Dolphins, New York Jets continue what's already been a pretty fun weekend of football, and we haven't even reached the main part. Coming Sunday, all of that coming up on this Friday episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome inside to this Friday episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast covering the National Football League, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting this podcast. I'm David Harrison on Twitter and on threads at dharrison82, host of Locked On Commanders, host of Locked On Bucks, credential member of the media covering both of those teams for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation group of sites and he is tony wiggins on twitter at shop talk wig that's two g's on the end there host of locked on jags with over 10 years of experience covering jacksonville's finest football team locked on nfl is here with you every monday through friday along with our every dares and as always every dares we appreciate your continued support for the program and the network this episode is brought to you by better help find your bright spot this season with better help visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10 percent off of your first month on today's episode we're going to predict the rest of Week 12's NFL schedule, and we're going to talk about what went down on Thanksgiving. But first, Black Friday football is a thing now, Tony. We got the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets kicking off at 3 p.m. Eastern time. It's 7-3 and three Dolphins, 4-6 and six New York Jets. But the interesting thing here, Tony, right off the bat, division rivals, it's in New York, so that always is kind of a wild card. It's Friday, so that's interesting. But what's more interesting to me, last year, the New York Jets and Miami Dolphins split this series between the two of them, one and one. And the New York Jets had a had a scoring differential over plus 20 against this mm -hmm. Miami Dolphins team. So here's my question to you, first and foremost, before we even make any predictions. Does last year really matter, or are these two teams so different 12 months, not maybe not even a full 12 months, but basically 12 months later, that you almost have to throw the past, even the recent past, out the window? I think the second one, you have to throw it out of the window. And, and the reason why is because even though the Jets had quarterback problems last year, they really got quarterback problems right now. And Miami is a better offensive team. And Miami has also improved their defense with the addition of Jalen Ramsey. You know, if you can't throw against regular teams, you ain't throwing against Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard. That's, you know, that's not going to be uh, something that you can look forward to. Here's what's interesting about the game, though. Two things could happen. Uh, you say it starts at three, it could be 315 and the game will be over because Miami <laughs> scores so quickly. Or, yeah. or the best part of the Jets team is their defense. And you could have a really, really good defense going up against a really, really good offense on one side and then a bad offense going against a good defense and Miami eventually just pulls away. I, I'm, yeah. I'm sort of stuck in the middle between them both, but I do think it'll be competitive for a while because of the defense. But I don't think, you know, come the third quarter that we're going to be sitting here on pins and needles worried about the game because Miami is so explosive offensively. They're a team that if they get to 24 against the Jets who can't score, very much mm -hmm. then the game is probably over and miami can actually get the 40 but 24 mm. give me 24 I, I, if i'm the the dolphins defense i say give us 24 points and the game's over yeah 
I mean, I think that's fair. You can talk about guys getting to 40. Uh, I witnessed the team get to 40. I on, saw it uh, on, Thursday, <laughs> on Thursday night. So we'll talk, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit, but we got to talk about, uh, you know, probably the biggest story coming in this game for the New York Jets. Like you mentioned that terrible quarterback situation. I mean, they brought in Zach Wilson as an organization and, you know, there was some belief, uh, you know, whether it was warranted or not that he was going to be this like franchise savior and finally be the quarterback to turn it all around and all that stuff. Obviously that didn't work out so well. So they brought in Aaron Rodgers, but you know, I do have to kind of tip my cap to them a little bit because they did bring in the veteran. They brought in the legend. And, you know, so it's always easier when you get replaced by a legend, but they kept him. You know what I mean? A lot of people, I think, expected him to trade him, release him outright, whatever. But they kept him and they stood by this this mantra of, you know, he just needs a reset. He just needs a restart. Uh, well, that reset didn't last very long. Aaron Rodgers out before you know it. Uh, maybe, you know, it, we might have an over under on whether this game is over faster in this week than Aaron Rodgers' game was over in that week. Um, that might be. Uh, something that's interesting to talk about. But now they turn to Tim Boyle, who is playing for his fourth NFL franchise since 2019. And while a lot of people probably haven't heard of him, this isn't his first rodeo. He's played 18 NFL games. He's got three starts. So this is going to be his fourth start. He is 0-3 as a starter for those who do think that quarterback wins are quarterback stats. Uh, you know, look, nothing super impressive. 60% career completion rates. Um, three touchdown passes, nine interceptions. I mean, he came out on the field for the Jets last week and threw an interception lickety split. So, you know, the expectations aren't very high. So my question about the Jets, when you look at this quarterback situation, Wig, how do they keep a guy like Garrett Wilson from just completely coming undone this season? Because he has already been frustrated. Like, if you look at New York Jets press conferences, his locker room sessions, like, I mean, he's not to, you know, like, doing crunches in the driveway levels of mental breakdown here, but he is not happy and he is not being fed. And, you know, he knows that he's got more talent that he's being able to display, you know, what from a football, you know, analyst standpoint, when you got a situation where you got some weapons, Alan Lazard is out there, Garrett Wilson, like I just mentioned, you got a guy like Brees Hall, Dalvin cook hasn't done much, but he's still, you know, he's still a guy or whatever. What would you say just from a general football standpoint, like what's the best approach to get these guys, the ball, and try to make something happen. Try to get it out quickly and see if they can run after the catch. Do some things like that. Just screen, bubble screens. I don't care. Look, I saw a team that can throw the ball uh, tonight in San Francisco. They can actually throw the ball down the field, and they get the ball out quickly. And they get the ball to their dynamic players like Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey in a short area where it doesn't take a whole bunch of football execution from the quarterback. So that's what they have to do. I do – I would give him a heavy dose of Brees Hall. Give him a heavy dose of Brees Hall. Um, take field goals when you can. I know there's this thing that when you play explosive teams, you need to score touchdowns. I get it. The bottom line is you need to score points. You, you, you don't want to come, come away empty. We saw a team come away empty today early in, in Detroit, and, mm. and it usually comes back to bite you. So that's what they could do. But, look, this is what I tell Jets and Jets fans, and I hear a lot of people on TV talk about this all the time. It's not like they haven't tried, okay? Mm -hmm. A couple of years back, they used the number two overall pick on Zach Wilson, right? It didn't work so far, and it shows signs that it'll, it'll never work because it's not like a Geno Smith situation or it's not like a Jordan Love who was fabulous today, and I know we'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. But coaches have to be patient and develop players, and they have yeah. to give it a shot. So while he was not playing well, and they went out and got a first ballot Hall of Famer, probably one of the three or four best quarterbacks I've ever seen, and he tore his Achilles. And what I would do is I would go to Garrett Wilson and say, man, we tried. 
there are a lot of people saying this is what they get for doing that. Doing what? Using the number two overall pick three years ago in the cat or bringing in a, a first ballot Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers? What did they do? He got hurt. Yeah. I mean, how many times can you allocate funds to that position or resources to that position when one, a guy couldn't play, then you go get a guy you know who can play, he got hurt. There's there's only so much you can do. You know what I mean? I was talking that they don't they need to go sign Tom Brady. That's not practical. You think Tom Brady's gonna come in there and play for less than $20 million? It's just not practical to do that, yeah. man. So um and then the last thing you want to do is bring Brady in and then they have this success, and now Rogers has to come in and follow Brady. It's already a situation where he's almost doing it now, but he's doing it for mm-hmm. a different team. Brady did it in Tampa. Rodgers is trying to do it in, in, in New York. The last thing you want to do is bring a guy like that in. And plus, Brady's skinny now, so he looks like a swimmer. It's just people just talk and just talk and just talk. And I'm just trying to figure out what would you have done in that situation? Not you, David mm-hmm. Hashem, but the people that criticize the Jets. They've actually yeah. used resources and traded draft picks to bring in somebody who can play who just got hurt. That's it. it it's yep. part of football and, and it happens. Yeah. That's, I mean, look, every year we tell teams, you, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything. So that team goes and they go draft a quarterback and, and look, let's, let's, let's not, you know, I know a lot of people weren't, you know, in love with Zach Wilson that year, but let's not pretend that, you know, there weren't teams looking to draft him in the top five type top 10 as well. If, if the jets let him slide and, and, you know, all those things. And then, I mean, again, kind of a little bit of a hat tip. They they figured out a little, you know, fairly quickly. I mean, maybe not fast enough for some people, but fairly quickly that they needed somebody different. They go and bring the legend, like you said, and you know, the, you can't you can't scout that someone's you know Achilles is going to tear on the third play of the game. That's that's not that's not something that you can do. So Absolutely. yeah, so certainly making the the effort that most fan bases would ask them to make, and it just hasn't really worked out. But you know, Boyle's going to get his chance here. Uh, Tyreek Hill cleared to play. So the Miami Dolphins are going to have their complemental weapons. Uh, Raheem Mostert is going to be out there. I think everybody pretty much expects the Miami Dolphins to run away with this one. We will see if Tony thinks that, if I think that, later on in our prediction segment of today's episode. But first, before we get to there, we got to talk about Thanksgiving football. We have three games on the docket. A couple of them, uh, or well, one of them was pretty competitive. The other two, not as competitive, but a lot to talk about from there. And then we'll make our predictions coming up next on today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let me let you know about FanDuel, man. Today's sponsor for our show, FanDuel. If you're not on it, I don't know what to tell you, man, other than you need to be, right? You need to score early and often with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. I'm going to repeat that. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's right. Any winning $5 money money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, look, this is what they have for you. Good spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. I'll repeat it. FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Y'all know FanDuel's official partner of the NFL. They need to be an official partner of yours, too. So make sure you use the promo code locked on and take advantage. Get a $5 winning ticket and you get $150. 
All right, continuing today's episode of Locked On NFL. Tony Wiggins, David Harrison here with you to talk about uh, what happened on Thanksgiving. But before we do that, I need to let you know Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, like Locked On NFL. You'll see this on tomorrow's stream if you go over there and check that out. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Every day is greatly appreciate you for supporting Locked On NFL every single day. And, of course, Locked On Jags, Locked On Bucks, Locked On Commanders, Locked On whatever you want. We appreciate you supporting the entire network. Uh, a lot of good people on this network, so we appreciate having good people listening and watching the network as well. Wig. The NFL was appreciative of the Green Bay Packers and Detroit Lions playing to a 29 to 22 finish because seven game or seven point spread uh, in the first game of the day certainly sounds like a competitive venture out there on the field. But mm-hmm. if I told you that that thing was 23 to six by halftime, that uh, that changes things just a little bit. So what you know what what before we get to like the specific stats, what went wrong for the Detroit Lions? Turnovers. Uh, Jared Goff, the big question you have about that team, even though he's had a bit of a, a sort of a rebirth to his career since he went to Detroit, is how far can he take them, right? So they're sitting there and they're trying to battle and they're, they're, they're one game behind Philadelphia at the start of the day for possible home field. And Philly has a tough slate down the stretch. And guess what? They laid an egg, man. Jared Goff was uncharacteristic in his turnovers. He's now turned the ball over, I believe, six times in the last two games. Green Bay jumped out, got a lot of confidence. And then in the second half, when Detroit tried to do what Detroit does, and that is uh, win behind their offensive line, it worked with the first drive of the second half. But then Green Bay, Green Bay's pretty talented in their front seven. They said, no, we're going to do our thing. And Jordan Love, we just talked about developmental quarterbacks. Let me tell you something. I'm convinced after watching him today, and uh, I know a lot of other people probably saw it too, Green Bay has their quarterback. There's no doubt in my mind with the way he played today, it is not an accident against that team. So that's the thing that bothered me. And they wasted too many times when they were in scoring opportunities and 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 they didn't take the field goals. And they ran some plays that that that, that are a bit head scratchers. This is the second year in a row that on Thanksgiving they did something that you're like, why are they doing that? But Dan Campbell is going to play that way. He's going to coach that way, and that's who they are as a franchise. But I'm pretty sure there are some points that they left on the field, and uh, you're not going to beat anybody turning the ball over like that. Yeah, you, you already kind of mentioned it, right? But Jared Goff, three interceptions last week, three fumbles this week. I mean, Unreal. That, is, that is incredible. And, you know, Tony, I'll tell you, my first – my first appearance on Locked On NFL Friday this season was following a Detroit Lions Thursday night football game. And I made a comment on that episode that the Detroit Lions were only going to go as far as Jared Goff would take them, and it's not going to be very far. They need to find a better quarterback. And he kind of made me eat my words a little bit throughout the season. Mm-hmm. But these last two weeks, he's starting to prove me right. And I, I would rather see Jared Goff continue to prove me wrong because I'm all about human beings reaching their full potential, right? So the Detroit Lions certainly want to get, get want to see him get on a better page. Uh, they want to see everybody else get on a better page. David Montgomery had kind of a, a bumpy day. 
uh, so to speak. Had, had a couple of bumps and bruises that he took on. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, I was more invested in him than some people because he's on my fantasy roster. Speaking of my fantasy roster, though, Christian Watson, five Man. catches, 94 yards. So full disclosure, I had to go to AT&T Stadium to get ready for the Commanders-Cowboys game. I got to watch the first half of this game. Didn't get to watch the second half of this game. Um, turns out that I already saw the game-winning score anyway, even though I didn't get to watch the entire second half. But Christian Watson, I mean, right out the gates, Wig, the Green Bay Packers going downfield, taking shots. He finishes with 94 yards receiving and a touchdown. Jordan Love, like you talked about, 268 yards and three touchdowns. And I want to know, you already you already gave your, your, your statement on it, which is great. So I'm just going to say, like, people love Jordan Love. When he was coming out of college, when he was right. he was getting drafted, there were a lot of franchises, fan bases, and media members that wanted him drafted by NFL. I remember the Buccaneers. We co I covered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We wanted the Buccaneers to draft Jordan Love, and then he sits behind Aaron Rodgers, and he gets older and a little bit wiser, and gets some NFL coaching, and all of a sudden people are like, "Ah, that the dude's trash." And I'm, it, it's just crazy. So I'm glad that Jordan Love is starting to prove people wrong. So you know, good game for the Green Bay Packers, the Detroit Lions. I think you know eventually, I think they're going to be fine. I think a lot of the things that are going on with them are certainly fixable the lines now sit at eight and three the green bay packers are uh, sitting at five and six and then we go to the second game of thanksgiving and that is the game that i had the fortunate opportunity to sit through and cover the washington commanders get whooped 45 to 10 by the dallas cowboys but wig i will tell you this i had the fortunate i i've I called myself fortunate because i'll tell you what jerry jones uh i sent some pictures in the group dm the nfl I channel saw the DMs, you saw I them saw Jerry Jones does Thanksgiving right. If y'all ever get an opportunity to cover a game in AT&T Stadium on Thanksgiving, take advantage of that because Jerry Jones, uh, he gave me the highlight of my day in the in the form of like four or five plates worth of food uh, that I ate way too much of. But the Dallas Cowboys come away 45-10. Wig, what was your big takeaway from that game? Well, the takeaway is it's a statement game. And in front of the nation, after so much talk about Dak Prescott, and about uh, the receivers that uh, they didn't have opposite C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Well, now you get Brandon Cooks playing well, right? And then you get Turpentine. He even caught a touchdown pass. And Jalen Tolbert even got involved. Yeah. And then when you look up, C.D. Lamb got going late. They're throwing to the tight ends. Tony Pollard is running the way he ran before. Their offensive line blocked. They rushed the passer very well. Young Mr. Mm -hmm. Bland, who wasn't even a starter at the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. actually got another pick six, and now he broke the pick six record for a season. That's yep. five. They yep. Everything that could go right for them went right. Now, that game was a little closer than, than that score indicates early. But what yep. happened is, is once uh, Washington got desperate, and by the way, they might have the worst offensive line in football. Mm -hmm. I, and, I, and I might – I'll let you – you're the expert on that, but the Cowboys absolutely punished them in the second half Dak Prescott looked like he was a top five quarterback the key mm -hmm. to them moving forward though because their schedule is going to dictate how they finish they still play Philly again can they beat Philly or San Francisco that's yeah. the, it's going to come down to that for them they got to yeah. be able to beat Philly or San Francisco and they're not out of the it's not out of the uh, realm of possibility that they get the number one seed because they're a game behind Philly, and Philly has a heater of a schedule, especially over the next three weeks. And one of those games is the Cowboys. So all mm -hmm. it did was it showed you that Washington's probably going to move on from their coach, um, and they they really need to fix their offensive line. And it also makes you wonder, why the hell did they trade all their pass rushers? It, it, mm. it, they, they couldn't get anywhere near Dak. So that's what it uh, did for me today. Uh, Dak Prescott uh, kind of quiet the critics down for at least another week.
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I had a lot to say about this game, but I'm going to let you guys go check that out at Locked On Commanders. I got plenty to say. Tony Wiggins said everything. Everything you said is accurate, and then I got a little bit more to talk about from the Commanders angle of things. And, of course, Locked On Cowboys is doing their thing over there. Final game of Thanksgiving, 31-13, to San Francisco 49ers, winners over the Seattle Seahawks. So we kind of have a, a, a hodgepodge of games. We got a game that looks closer than it actually was. We got a game that was closer than it looked, and then this one is pretty much – uh, delivers on what it looks like. Christian McCaffrey, 114 yards on the ground. Debo Samuel, 79 yards through the air. Uh, Brock Purdy, only nine incompletions, 209 yards total. Did throw an interception. That's one of the completions. But three weeks ago, people were talking about maybe the Niners go after a quarterback this offseason. And now I think people are back to believing that the Niners are arguably the best team in the National Football League. So Thanksgiving brought a lot of entertainment. But we got plenty of entertaining games coming up the rest of the way. Tony and I are going to tell you who's going to win all of those games right now on Locked On NFL. Today's sponsor is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the sponsor for today's show. And let me tell you something, man. Therapy is real. I'm going through a situation right now where my wife needs some therapy. We, we're trying to deal with grief management and trying to get her the tools to help with the loss of her loving sister and my sister-in-law. So uh, I'm speaking to this and I'm speaking about this from some pertinent experience here. If you need therapy, man, there's no better place for you to go than better help. Um, it's there. It's there for you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for any uh, for no additional charge. That's right. No additional charge. So vi visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. You ain't got to be by yourself, man. You just need to figure out how to get the tools to help you get through tough situations and BetterHelp is the place. So make sure you go to betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. All right, guys, we're wrapping up this Friday episode of Locked on NFL and Wig. We're going to start off with Black Friday, Miami Dolphins, New York Jets. We talked about it in the opening segment. Dolphins are favored by nine and a half. I'm going that direction, and I'm taking the points. What are you doing? I'm going that direction. I'm going to take the points, too. I think Miami is going to – the Jets will play spirited because their defense, but Miami's going to pull away. Yeah, absolutely. Then we turn to Sunday. So Saturday – you can all watch Ohio State-Michigan because that's the only game that anybody should be watching on Saturday and nobody's going to tell me any different. But then we got the New England Patriots at the New York Giants. Uh, rough one, right? But someone's going to come out of this thing with a win. You think Patriots are favored by three and a half points. I'm going to go Patriots on this way. Where are you going to go on this? I'm going with the Giants. And the only reason I'm going with the Giants is because I don't trust Mac Jones, and I think the Giants' defense has played really well, including Kayvon Thibodeau, who is having a monster season. Boy, people were wrong about what he was going to do when he got to the NFL and how he was going to respond to get money. Uh, but I, I just think Brian Daybold is, is kind of on to something. I don't think they have their quarterback right now with Tommy DeVito. But what I do believe is they have more confidence in him than the team had in Daniel Jones. So I think the Giants are going to pull it off. Yeah, I mean, I, hey, I buy. It. If you have if you have two question marks at quarterback, better defense usually comes out on top. So that's certainly uh, that that logic certainly uh, pans out there. Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the Cincinnati Bengals, two teams that need to definitely get some good vibes going. Uh, I think the Steelers get this one. Wig, they're favored by a point and a half. I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh too. Uh, 
Cincinnati's a better team, but they don't have their dog. They don't have Joe Burrow back there. So we don't know if they'll be able to use those wide receivers. Maybe Lou Amarula lines them up and, and, and forces Kenny Pickett to make some, to make some mistakes. But maybe Pittsburgh yeah. is a little bit, since they switched offensive coordinators, maybe this rejuvenates them. And I think they do just enough to win that game. All right. Carolina Panthers are three and a half point underdogs on the road against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, it, this this is another one of those matchups that are kind of eh. But I think I am going to take the home Titans to win this one. I'm going to go differently. I'm going to go with Carolina. And I know that's hard to do. And mm -hmm. I saw something the other day said this might be a one and done for Frank Rack. I don't know if that's the case. But yeah. I don't like either team right now. But I do right. think if I put all the players in one bag and I had to pull 10 guys out, the best 10, I think six of them probably play for Carolina. So that's why I'll go with Carolina. Yeah, all right. Then the game you're going to be covering, Jacksonville Jaguars on the road to visit the Houston Texans. Preseason, I mean, you're probably looking at the Jags having like a 10 and a half point spread on this thing, but now we're in season. And because of what the Houston Texans and their rookie quarterback have been doing, the Jacksonville Jaguars only one and a half point favorites. Wig, who's going to win this game? Jacksonville's going to win. They, uh, Trevor's one and four against them, and he mentioned it just the other day. I think they're close. I think Houston's mm -hmm. really, really close, but this is the CJ Stroud versus. Trevor Lawrence game, and I think this is a game where Jacksonville is getting a little healthy. I think it's going to be very, very competitive. Houston's not quite ready yet. I think Jacksonville's a year ahead of them in the in their rebuild and in, in the development. I think Jack, the Jaguars are going to win it. All righty, there you go. New Orleans Saints, one and a half point favorites on the road against the Atlanta Falcons. Two defensive teams, two good defensive teams. It's really going to boil down to probably quarterback play. The New Orleans Saints arguably have better quarterback play. Michael Thomas, the wide receiver, going on injured reserve. They still got Chris Olave. Do the Saints have enough to make this thing happen? Yeah, because the Saints know who to get the ball to. It's going to be Alvin Kamara and Chris Olave, right? And they still do have great players at every level on their defense. So, therefore, I'm going with the Saints. I don't know what Atlanta's up to. They got B. John Robinson and, <laughs> you know – they act like they don't have him. So uh, I guess Algier or whatever his name is, they consider him better. I don't know why Bijan isn't playing, but uh, yeah. or isn't getting the ball more. So I'm going to go with New Orleans. Curious, curious coaching things happening in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visit the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts are two and a half point favorites. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a lot of injuries they're dealing with. But Wig, I want to drop a little bit of anecdotal information that may not be anecdotal. Courtesy of James Yarko of Locked On Bucks. James Yarko will be in Lucas, at Lucas Oil Stadium for this game. He has never in person covered a Buccaneers win. However, <laughs> however, James Yarko also points out that the Cincinnati Bengals, for some reason, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers never win on the same weekend. They also never lose on the same weekend. Mm. So if you go Steelers over the Bengals, you that logic would say the bet the bucks are going to win but james jarko's in stadium so one of these two curses may be about to break either that or the bengals are about to pull off an upset wig given all of that factual information and analysis what do you think happens in this one <laughs> i think yarko has a lot of time on his hands right to be coming up with all of that kind of stuff but um i'm gonna go with tampa i, I just think right. tampa once again uh, even though I do like uh, certain aspects of the coach roster, mm -hmm. Gardner Minshew to me, man, he, he, you know, it's cool. He's a nice little story, but 
Yeah. Uh, the the one criticism I have of him is that he plays real loosey goosey sometimes, man, with the scrambling mm-hmm. and 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 then he has to throw anticipatory throws because he doesn't have a a bunch of mustard on his balls, and I think that'll that'll hurt him against Tampa. So I'm going with Tampa. All righty, Los Angeles Rams one and a half point road favorites against the Arizona Cardinals. Can Kyler uh, kick that spread wig, or are the the Rams going to get this thing done? I'm going with Arizona. I think they play hard. They've been playing hard, overachieving all year, but still losing. But now that they have Kyler Murray back, I think that talent level at that position gives them a little bit of a boost. And I'm going with Arizona and upset. All right. Cleveland Browns are visiting the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are one and a half point favorites. Arguably, they got the better quarterback situation. Maybe you got a young guy in Cleveland trying to make his name. But And then two defenses. I think the Cleveland Browns are the better there. Who do you think comes out on top? Denver and and that you would have asked me two weeks ago even without Deshaun Watson I would have said Cleveland but I'm going with Denver I think Russ is starting to feel like his, his himself again and I do think mm-hmm. Sean Payton has really shown us why he was considered a really really good coach before he got that job I think we forgot how good he was yeah that Russell Wilson Sean Payton connection is starting to make some moves so we'll see what happens there Kansas City Chiefs needing a win coming off that loss to the Philadelphia Eagles they need to get a good taste back in their mouth they're eight and a half point road favorites against the Raiders can the Raiders keep the Kansas City Chiefs from getting a win this weekend no Kansas City had their bump in the road when they went and lost to Denver and and uh, I think they really really need to make sure that they keep that little bit of room and separation between them and everybody that's behind them so Kansas City goes in and handles business yeah I definitely don't want three losses in a row with a bye uh, kind of dividing those things up the Buffalo Bills three-point underdogs the Philadelphia Eagles the Eagles feeling good coming off a win over the Chiefs uh, is this is this a is this a letdown game for the Eagles wig? It could be because look, I'm gonna tell you right now, they got Buffalo this week, they got the 49ers next week, and then they got Dallas yeah. the week after that on the road. That's that yeah. tough stretch that I was talking about. But I think they win tomorrow and and then hopefully they're not looking ahead to the 49ers, but I think they go ahead and pull the game off tomorrow. Yeah, imagine the Buffalo not. Bills being a trap game for the Philadelphia Eagles because they're looking right. ahead of the 49ers. <laughs> what a rough road to, to haul there. Baltimore Ravens, three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Chargers. I think I got to go Ravens wig. Am I wrong or am I right? No, you're right. Baltimore's going to win the game, and uh, we're going to be on Brendan Staley watch again, but Baltimore should pull it off. <laughs> All right, that's Sunday night football. And then Monday night football, black and blue division, NFC North Classic, Chicago Bears, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the the case of quarterbacks that nobody wanted, nobody believed in. One of them is winning. One of them has won a little bit and kind of did better, but not fully there yet. Who gets the win here, the Bears or the Vikings? I think the Bears are in shambles. They need a, they need they need to get to the off seasons because they do have some nice parts. Minnesota yeah. though has really really found a way to pull these games off. They're playing well. They're all you know rallying with the young quarterback. Well, not so young, but uh, Josh Dobbs. So. I do believe I think they're going to pull the game off because of their defense. Look for the Neil Hunter to be a real big impact on that game. There you go. Yeah, I like the Vikings there as well. I agree with you. The, the Bears have some nice parts. They need to get to the offseason without any year-long injuries or any midseason return guys, anything like that, and then use that draft capital, use some some cap space maybe to bring some, some guys in. But I do think the Vikings get the win uh, on Monday Night Football. That wraps up Week 12 coming up on Friday. We've got Locked On NFL live at 2 p.m. Eastern. And then you've got Kevin Ostriker of Locked On Ravens coming back for a whole new episode of Locked On NFL on Monday. So make sure you're subscribed. Turn on the notifications. Turn on the auto downloads. For your second listen of the day, check out Locked On Jags, Locked On Commanders, Locked On Bucks. And don't forget to go to Locked On Sports. First ever 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week sports stream. I love it because I'm up at like 2 a.m. 
and there's nothing but like old Super Bowls on, but I want recent news. So I turn on the Locked On Sports Stream and I watch my battle buddies, my partners here on the Locked On NFL Network or Locked On Network, just not, not, not just Locked On NFL, but the Locked On Network doing their thing. So we always thank you for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day, every day. Thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do. For Tony Wiggins, I'm David Harrison. We will see you right back here next Friday for another episode of Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.